my name is Joyce DiDonato, and I would like to sing, uh, and my pianist is Craig Terry, and we would like to perform for you Caro Mio Ben by Giuseppe Giordani. Hello. Hi, Joyce. It's John Pittman at All Classical Portland. Hi, John. Good to talk with you again. Yeah, thank you so much for making the time. We'll get more into it, but I guess, could I, would I be accurate in saying that this has somewhat of its origins in your own childhood in terms of listening to different kinds of music? Uh, that's a very good way of saying it. Yeah, absolutely. It's been so surprising to me to have the chance to kind of explore this kind of music. It came from my pianist, Craig Terry, who came to me with this idea and said, I think we can have some fun with this old Italian music and and supplement it, you know, with some of the American standards. And, and I, from the first second, uh, he had my attention and I was game. Did this perhaps start out as a CD that was just going to be 18th century music and done in an 18th century way? No, not actually not at all. It started off with the idea of taking this 18th century music, this this music that is sort of considered the beginning singer's Bible. Every beginning voice student is is handed this 24 Italian art songs, and we sort of slaughter our way through it trying to be Maria Callas when we're clearly not at that point. Um, and And Craig said, you know, it's a pity that singers grow up hating this music because they're really beautiful songs and they're worthy of, of being presented more often than they are in a, in a serious format. He said, but I'm playing around with this idea of, of kind of giving them a different treatment. I said, what do you mean? And he started to play Caro Mio Ben for me and I was singing and all of a sudden underneath me he started changing the chords into these kind of very subtle and beautiful jazz chords and my voice started to sort of meld into that world and it knew where it was going on its own and and at the end I just screamed I said Craig what is this we have to do it and and we just took off from there So as I have gone down the playlist listening to the songs, I've come across Carl Mio Ben, 18th century composers like Giuseppe Torelli, who as far as opera in my sphere, I don't know any Torelli opera music. I just think no. of little concerti grossi and things like that. Yeah, it was sort of a one-hit wonder, I guess. <laughs> yeah, so some of these songs start out, and I'm going, okay, piano accompaniment. Oh, something else is coming in there. And then you just, you guys just take a left turn in some of these songs, <laughs> completely unexpected. Yeah, that's the fun of it. You know, it's th the premise of how we sort of gave ourselves permission to do this is that this music was written with figured bass. And it, the expectation, like in, in some of the Handel continual arias that I've performed a lot over my career, is that, you know, the continuo and the voice would improvise within the, the structure. There was always 
um, ornamentation expected from the singer in the da capo part of the aria or the piece. And the harpsichord and cellist and theorbor were really expected to fill in all the harmonies exactly as is done in modern jazz. And so Craig and I looked at that and said, well, why don't we just fill in but play, you know, use a few updated harmonies and chords and, and see what happens. And so we went with that on, on, only with the premise that I, I very clearly said, we don't want to impose anything on this that doesn't feel organic and we don't want to hijack the feeling and the meaning of the song. So for example, there's everybody sings it starting out, say to mommy, which is a young girl talking about flirting with the shepherd boy and, you know, maybe one day she'll choose you and the next day she won't. She's sort of like a budding Carmen and very flirtatious. And it's dum ba dum bum dum and it's a very simple melody. But Craig all of a sudden started to lay down a bossa nova beat underneath it. And it didn't change the rhythm, it didn't change anything other than the, the bass feeling of this. And it became immensely flirtatious and very Latin. And it felt as if the song should have always been that way from the beginning. So in that case, I just knew immediately it clicked in and it and it, it sort of um, shone a spotlight on the song, but it didn't um, uh, hijack it. How about the arrangement of the songs on the disc or on the playlist, um, depending on how people are going to listen to this? You start out with the one you just mentioned by Parasotti, and it kind of almost feels like they're little song sets. After the Torelli, then you go to a song called I'm Afraid the Masquerade is Over. Mm. And then after that, one that Anybody who's spent any time listening to jazz comes across a lullaby of Birdland. Hmm. So did, did you have something like that in mind where you take us through a set of several songs with an idea? Yeah, absolutely. And, and one of the joys of this for me is lining up these things side by side. You realize that in a way we've been singing the same song more or less for centuries you know, if you line up, for example, Tullo Sai, which is this, in in Italian, early Italian Baroque would be considered a ballad, you know, in today's terms. And it's somebody who is bemoaning the fact that this person doesn't understand how much they you love them. And you pair that, say, with Solitude of Ellington, and you've got this isolated, haunted mm, loneliness solitude and you put those together and it's essentially the same emotion and the same feeling and I love that idea that it makes me feel much less alone in the world that my feelings are not new you know somebody's been singing about it for centuries and, and articulating it in a in a profound way in my solitude. 
know, I mean, the, I have to say, my um, desire from the very beginning, I told Craig, if there's any way this is going to work, we have to get the best of the best. And so we did, we've lined up, we started with Chuck Israels, who's just a legendary bass player and has, you know, sat in with the greatest of the greats. He was on the Bill Evans trio for in their glory years and um, Billie Holiday and John Coltrane and, you know, every, everybody, the, it's astonishing. So he brings in, you know, almost 60 years of jazz knowledge. And he paired us with a fantastic drummer, Jimmy Madison, and this younger trumpet player, Charlie Porter, who, having studied at Juilliard, he has his feet both in the classical and the jazz world and seamlessly can go between the two, which was really important to me. The first day, in all truth, it, it didn't go very well. <laughs> because as Craig and I had put this together and really carefully chosen the music and had worked on the arrangements together, we didn't really know if it was going to work or not. And we knew that we needed these guys in the room with us to flesh it out and, and help create whatever this was going to be, because it's not quite crossover. It's much more like fusion between these worlds. And our musical comfort zone exists in two different places, because in the classical world, the voice is really the driver. You know, it's the, the singer gets to set how much rubato there is, when we linger over a certain phrase, how we sculpt the words, and, and there's a lot more give and take in the vocal line. And in the jazz world, uh, as I was quickly pointed out, as I was getting behind and behind and behind in the music, sitting here going, I thought I was a good musician. Why can I not keep up with these guys? They're like, Joyce, you gotta let us take you around. The bass and the drums are the car, and you gotta sit back and let us drive you. And I went, oh, okay, okay, all right, I get it. And then I started to kind of figure out what that felt like, because it's a very different, I'd never been told that by Maestro Muti, for example, you know? And, and it was this kind of different sensation of how to feel the beat and how to feel the rhythm. And once we sort of sorted through that in the first day or two, and once it became clear of what this project was blossoming into, everybody started to gain confidence and everybody started to play the game a bit more and it really took flight. Joyce, on this recording, you surprised me with track 14 because I'm listening to With a Song in My Heart and it comes to an end. And I just, I was sitting here at my desk and then all of a sudden I started hearing this little little mechanical clunking, clunking <laughs> sound. I thought, that sounds like somebody putting a cassette tape into <laughs> a ta yeah. tape machine or something. <laughs> and, and then your Caro Mio Bin, well, you, you introduced yourself and I thought, I know this sound. I know, I've done... <laughs> kid auditions, you know, like young talent auditions. I know exactly what I'm listening to here. Yeah. <laughs> did, did that take you back? It, it did. We had, you know, we'd finished up uh, the recording. It was the end of the sixth day. And we had about 10 minutes left. And I said, Craig, 
I want to give this a go. I want to go back to freshman year. And he goes, okay, let's do it. You know, where the pianist is not very good and the singer can't quite do what we feel. And then the sound engineer had that idea to, to lay over the cassette tape and that kind of warped sound. And I really, I wanted to include that just as with a huge amount of love for all the singers out there that have been there and the ones who are going to come out and and try it and to encourage them to let them know we have all been there. We've all lived that struggle, the existential, the vocal struggle, where our heart and our soul are soaring like Callas and Pavarotti, but the voice just isn't there yet. So that was, this is really kind of a love song for them. And because, you know, I want great singers to come along and, and move us all to tears and, and stagger us with their extraordinary ability. And so this was my chance to kind of encourage them with a little bit of fun mixed in. <laughs> all right, Joyce DiDonato, your new CD, Song Play, is going to be a wonderful surprise to our listeners here in Portland, Oregon, listening to all classical Portland. Thank you so much for your time today. My pleasure. Thank you so much. Thank you.